0: today on rooted daily we talk about how christians can combat misinformation welcome to rooted daily the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the bible so you can grow with god you can weather the storms of life and you can bear fruit i'm brandon levy and today we're going to address something far more dangerous than any virus or uh, economic shutdown, and that is misinformation. Yeah, everything has happened so quickly over the past month. It's hard to keep track of it all, and it's even harder to be able to discern what is the truth and what's just rumor or hoax, and we're bombarded by more information per hour, per day, and per lifetime than any other generation in history, and that's probably even more true now, with daily press briefings from every level of government, many of which seem to contradict, and now the stakes are higher than ever. They are life and death net. Maybe your news feed is a little different than mine, but I feel like every day I scroll through and I find a dozen half-big conspiracy theories all different from the day before. And these aren't made up from some guy on the History Channel. They're our neighbors and our friends. I've probably even done it once or twice. I get it. Everyone is tempted by anxiety and fear right now, and that drives us to search for answers to things we just can't explain. But Christians must stand up for truth. When we let lies or misinformation or even things that that we suspect to be true but can't prove slip from our lips we undermine the absolute truth of God and our ability to share it with others. You know, over and over in the Bible, we are told that if we can't separate fact from fiction, then it won't be long before everything else comes crashing down around us. Like Jesus said, uh, if our house is built on the sand, it will fall down during a storm. But if it's built on the rock, meaning the word, then it will stand firm. So let's start with a text we often cite from Colossians chapter 2. Paul writes, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So that's what Paul writes. The Colossians, they were being cheated, they were being deceived by misinformation, they're being cheated by lies. And Paul says to overcome this, they have to root themselves in Christ. So what does that mean for Christians right now as we face this huge wave of misinformation and conspiracy theories and and out and out lies on our news feeds and on the TV? Well, first, we need to be clear that generally when the Bible is talking about truth, It's referring to the truth of the word of God, not whether or not uh, we should remain under a stay-at-home order or if a business should close or any of these other questions we're facing. There may be biblical principles to help guide us to make those decisions, but when Paul warns us about persuasive words and empty deceit, he's talking about philosophies that lead us away from Jesus. Uh, In John Chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, when it comes to our faith, there is one absolute truth. There's no room for substitutions. Anything that is not rooted in Jesus is a lot. It's like the Old Testament way of testing a prophet. When they say what they say must come true, that's Test one. And second, they must not say, let us go after other gods, according to Deuteronomy 13. If anyone comes to you right now and they say, follow someone or something other than God, they're feeding you lies. Paul says they're empty because in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and we are made complete in him. So our job, it isn't to know everything. Our job is to trust and keep what we do know, the commands of God. Now, that said, just because when the Bible talks about truth, it's generally talking about spiritual truths, that does not mean that Christians can or should ignore other facts. Christians should always stand for what is right and true, no matter the subject. Uh, Numbers 23.19 says that God is not a man that he should lie. Hebrews 6.18 says it is impossible for God to lie. And James 1, 17 through 18, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God does not lie. And to be like him, to be godly, we cannot either. Uh, To purposely peddle lies, conspiracies, is sin. It's contrary to God. But how do we make sure that we are standing up for truth when it's so hard to discern what truth is right now? Well, I think Luke gives us an important insight in the introduction to his gospel. He writes, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who are from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word deliver them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. Now, remember, Luke He was inspired by the Spirit of God as he wrote this gospel. He uh, must have already been confident of what he was writing, but he still took time to give the evidence for the sake of Theophilus. And again, he's talking about spiritual truths here, but I think he gives us a lesson for searching for other truths as well. First, Luke said that he searched for the context. He looked at and he cited the prophecies to show that they were fulfilled in Jesus. Just like Deuteronomy 13 says, every trustworthy prophet should do. Second, he found qualified witnesses. When he wasn't present to personally attest to what he was writing, he found other eyewitnesses who were qualified to testify. And third, he presented it in an orderly way. Luke didn't pull out a a whiteboard and start pinning string to connect the dots. He shared with Theophilus the entire narrative clearly so that he could trust it. And, And that's a pretty good test to see if we can stand behind what we read and what we share. It has to be in context. It has to be confirmed by people who know what they're talking about. And it has to be given in an orderly account. Anything less probably doesn't deserve our time. Now. I recognize that leaves some gray area, and no one has uh, a clear picture of everything going on around us. The experts uh, admit that freely, but as witnesses of the truth of the gospel, we have an obligation to be discerning and thoughtful observers of other things as well, lest we undermine our ability to testify as Luke did to the things which are truly important. Remember, we don't need to know everything. And we certainly don't need to share an opinion about everything. To the Thessalonians, Paul wrote twice, two letters about when Jesus would return. And clearly, the Thessalonians were concerned about when that would happen. But Paul said, Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. In other words, you don't need to know. That's something beyond what's necessary for you to know to be saved. And and that lesson applies to so many things we worry about. When we don't have the answers, we try to fill in the blanks. But God says, stop. You don't need to know that. The bottom line is if we root ourselves in what God has revealed to us, we'll have all the information we truly need. So before you click share, or before you text or message a rumor you heard to a friend think, first, can I verify this? Am I sharing the context Am I relying on trustworthy sources? And am I presenting this in an orderly way, just like Luke shared the gospel with Theophilus? And second, by sharing this potential truth, do I undermine my ability to share the truth? And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And for the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue talking about how Christians should respond to the coronavirus pandemic. So I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you about that next time.